I'm joined today by Dickie Myler, who's running for the mayor of Somerville. And this is for the Love of Real Estate podcast. Dickie, thanks for joining. Oh, Ronnie, thank you for having me. It's great being here. Well, it's an honor. So we know each other socially and yes. through business. You're a real estate agent. Absolutely. In fact, you own a whole brokerage here in Somerville. Had the pleasure to be doing this for a long time, Ronnie, but we started Mono Properties in 1992. Yep. So if you do the math, that's 31 years doing that. You got me beat. I'm <laughs> 21 years into the business. Um, we both love this community, and um, you have gotten quite a name for yourself. You've also pulled some of your family into your your business and your love for real estate as well, right? <laughs> yes. Well, Ronnie, it's a bittersweet thing. It's a love-hate thing. Obviously, uh, Debbie and I work together along with my daughter and son-in-law and my sister <laughs> and my brother. <laughs> and several years ago, I had my uncle and my father there too. So at the end of the day, regardless of what happened, uh, we can honestly say, I love you. Yeah. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> but the first sometimes would fly. I don't mind telling you. Well, I commend you and your family because it really shows the the family unit that you guys have created uh, for yourself. Thank you. Um, my father got involved in real estate in 1972. And I think we all kind of took a page off of his love for real estate. But it wasn't really the love of the real estate. It was the love of Somerville. Mm. And... Um, and you can see that in great real estate agents today, like yourself and others. They love the community. We love the community. We mm. love introducing other people to the community. Absolutely. This morning, I spoke with a uh, mutual friend of ours, but she is a strong um, sponsor for Dickie Myler for Mayor. Uh, so I asked her, what is it about Myler that you are really, uh, why do you stand behind him? And a few things that she said about that was you have a unique quality as a relationship builder. Mm. Um, you make people feel like they are the only one in the room when you're talking with people. You love this town. You have a different perspective. You are a Christ follower. Um, experience and qualities in leadership, such as your church, St. Paul's, and for years at the YMCA. And um, just a real leader that looks at problems and is able to uh, help make decisions that is best for all parties involved. Hmm. Spoke very highly of you. Wow. Um, I'm surprised my wife, my wife said all that, to tell you the truth. <laughs> what in your mind? <laughs> well, I know. Well, let me just say this. I'm flattered by any kind of words of encouragement and affirmation. But reality is, um, when you love something, it's easy to do what you do. Hmm. I don't care if it's a personal relationship or the love for the Lord, your community or nonprofit. And somehow, I think we learned that from my, my parents. My mother uh, was raised a Mormon, by the way, but she always had a huge sense of family and giving. And she taught that all of us as young kids. And, of course, Dad being born and raised here, um, his love of others would just kind of uh, was, so, was so obvious. Uh, in fact, uh, Ronnie, when... He was at the peak of his real estate career. All of his customers, he would bring home to meet mother. It would, they would break bread together. Oh, and so nice. every customer became friends. Mm -hmm. And we saw that. It was modeled. And so we said, that's what life's all about. Um, and so therefore, we, I've always seen my business, whether it's what I do as a profession in real estate or serving others, I see it as a ministry. 
uh, whether it's a housing ministry or a social ministry or a giving ministry, and therefore it's effortless. I hate to say that, but it really is. And I know you yeah. feel the same thing. Yeah. You can't outgive the giver. Yeah, that is so true. We are in a relationship business, and it's a really fortunate yes. thing. It just happens to be that our skill set is it may be in real estate, right? right. But we are relationship focused, and, and um, so that w- that is evident. If anybody that meets you, they um, there's a strong connection. There's a strong connection. So um, I commend you for that. Uh, you. you do have, as you mentioned, a long history, family history here in Somerville. Yeah, and you've um, raised your four daughters. In this town, you got me beat by one. I was afraid if I had a fourth, I might have another girl. So I stopped. <laughs> but you went went for it. You had four girls, and they are um, they are all raised and very successful in their own right. Well, thank you for sharing that. But but Ronnie, um, Debbie's OBGYN, and I love this guy, Doctor Victor Weinstein. He told me he said, Dickie, you could have seven kids, but they're all going to be girls. So we <laughs> so we weren't trying to have another son. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we just had children, and boy. By the way, the girls are, um, they're a gift, they're a joy, and they have stretched me as a guy. Mm. Um, I can play Barbie with the best of them. You know, I can do hair. Yeah. Um, and I see a, a different side of life as opposed to having just a bunch of guys. Mm-hmm. Um, a little softer. A, a little softer, softer, side. A softer side. And emotions. You know, we have to be sensitive to, yes. to that. Now, I don't, weep and, I don't weep and moan like they all <laughs> do all the time. But I do have a little sensitive side to me. But, you know, I'm talking about um, the family heritage here. My great-great-grandfather was named Edward Hutchinson, who was the first intendant of Somerville. And that was just a fancy word for mayor. But it wasn't until 1900 that they changed the term to mayor. And my great-grandfather, Dan Myler, was the first mayor of Somerville. So we've had a history of always being involved. In fact, uh, Hutchinson Square is named after my great-great-grandfather, Edward Hutchinson. What a legacy. Oh, wow. <laughs> now you get the, the honor to, uh, to run on a platform. Um, so that you too can hopefully serve as mayor of this town. Yes. Your platform, as I understand it, is preserve, protect, and promote. That is correct. Tell me what that means to you. Why is that your platform? The platform, um, has the three P's, which is preserve, protect, and promote, uh, underscored with the three T's, which is trust, transparency, and teamwork. And the way I see this team building, like in real estate, like in anything, Uh, You have to build a trust relationship with those you work with or for. And once that happens, then some kind of synergy happens where really a common goal is met and great things can happen. And what I believe that this Somerville, this little town we have called Somerville, the flower town of the Pines is, it is, in my opinion, the greatest town in South Carolina. It's the Jude of the Low Country. It's an oasis that everybody feels they love it. It's a sense of place. Um, and it has a community pride that um, you don't see in a lot of towns anymore. I'm not talking bad about any other town because we have dear friends and family in a lot of them, but Somerville is a special place. Therefore, I want to protect and preserve that feel, that ambiance, and you do that by making sure that the people still feel the connectedness and also the town has a sense, a look that still speaks town. Even though we're 55,000 plus, as you well know, we're the eighth largest city in South Carolina. So we're not Mayberry, but that Mayberry feel is special. 
And therefore, that's the platform is to preserve and protect that, some of the buildings, uh, some of the height restrictions, uh, some of the other areas that we have. But also, I want to promote this town by increasing the downtown walkability of the historic district. We need more shops. We need more wine bars. We need more boutiques. We need, we need a, 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 a several more restaurants. So my plan as I promote this town is to go right across the railroad tracks into the next block and make that the second town square. And we've got a beautiful vision of that that I think the town will love and also something that our grandchildren will want to come and stay. Yeah. I think that's the key component is building families, but then retaining the children into this town. Um, well, that's interesting that you're talking about the downtown kind of growing outward yes. because there's uh, great potential for that. I think that the roads, the infrastructure here within the town of Somerville and then the greater area of Dorchester, Berkeley County, um, because Somerville, even though it's comprised, you know, you're running for a seat on the town right. level, but really it's very impactful for the whole community at large of Somerville, which does span across uh, really into three counties, but two vastly between Dorchester and Berkeley, which I understand Berkeley is the second grow- fastest growing county, um, only next to Horry County right now. But so you, you've got this expansive growth, um, technology, manufacturing, hospitality are all feeding into that growth. And with it, People want that sense of community. That's what I sell all the time, and you do too uh, in your brokerage of real estate. But people are want to come here. They hear about it. They tell their friends about it. And there's been a huge migration into this, into this area. But with it comes responsibility for growth. Now, thankfully, we've got Berlin G. Myers that yes. is underway. That's going to alleviate a lot of burden off of Main Street coming through the heart of town. Uh, but there's got to be continued, and I feel like some of this has been, from my perspective, my opinion is is that it's been delayed, um, and we've got to catch up with where the growth is today. Absolutely. It's kind of funny that you mentioned uh, infrastructure because that really is my main platform, is what can we do to relieve this horrific traffic in this town? You know, congestion of traffic is not just congestion. There are several factors that it plays a major impact on a community's health and welfare. It drains the economy. People are stuck in traffic late to work, mm-hmm. so the productivity is less. It hinders the emergency vehicles to getting from point A to point B. There's a snarl. In fact, there's studies. It's, it's even a mental health problem that affects a lot of people. You've seen more road rage and those kind of things. But I want to eliminate the word I love Somerville, but mm. I want to eliminate the word but. And, of course, the but is always followed by there's so much traffic. And we have a marvelous plan, in fact. In fact, I've got a team that we call ourselves the Traffic Czars. And, Roddy, I'm telling you right now, there are things we can do, about seven things, that are going to relieve a lot of traffic. The Berlin G, yes, huge help. The next in Parkway through Maple Street, yes, big help. But lots more has to be done. And we're going to do it. Yeah. Well, and you were talking about connectivity and the walk walkability of town. Those of us that are runners, those people that have recently uh, had an uh, incoming buyer who wanted to buy in town, but there was no sidewalk. You know, and, and people that have young families, they want to be able to safely walk from point A to point B. They want to get to the parks that are so beautiful here now. You know, and so they want to have 
accessibility to easily get into the shops and the boutiques and the dining and the wine store, all of this that is now hosted in town and will continue to grow. Um, we've got to be able to get people here. And sometimes that means outside of cars, right? So if they can bring their golf carts, if they can bring their bikes and get around town, if you can get from downtown Somerville easily and safely with a widened walkway out to Nexton, you know, just con- starting to really connect, allowing Nexton residents to be able to come and to town and shop and dine here, uh, which is now feeding into the town, uh, would be great as well. Well, you, you speak um, so wisely about that because even though we have beautiful parks, they're not connected at all. Not at and all. the walkability is a major problem. So part of our platform is to sidewalk almost the entire district to connect it all the way from downtown all the way through Nexton. Um, and part of that will be the new passive park that we hope and pray to do on Gadsden property. Uh, also, anybody who's done any kind of quality studies realizes that sidewalks, bicycle paths, those are quality of life issues. Yeah. It draws people into it. It makes a family have a sense. And those are things we want to do. Now, many administrations in town have known that, but have failed to do it. It takes passion and energy and drive and a total commitment to do it. And I am. Yes, and being able to cooperate and collaborate with other people because it, there's a there's a lot that goes into being able to getting power lines underground, which is a passion of mine, oh, uh, for, to beautify you know the t- city. But you know, also getting the sidewalks widened and nice and level, and um, being Amen. able to have all of that. Um, we just talked uh, with our town engineer, and by the way, therefore you appropriated the funds to put all the um, wiring underground. In town, what? not in the not in the residential district yeah. yet, but that that's step number two. Because right. think about this: every time there's a bad storm, we spend thousands of dollars trimming the trees and butchering our, butchering our tree canopy. Yes. So that's the plan: is put that underground. Yeah, expensive, yes. Long term, it's a benefit. Well, it, it is, and we it, preserve in our town our feel. It is well. Um, more parking. Yes. I've got a great plan for that. And listen, I know this is very controversial, but why not, right? Part of my platform is that we have to have another downtown parking garage. And I plan to do that on the YMCA parking lot. It's already a parking lot. I've already talked to a lot of stakeholders. to be perfect. Plus, it opens up the next quadrant of downtown shopping, which mm-hmm. is right across the railroad track. And we've got a great plan for that. We want to put the, the new county library on that track. We want to move the museum, which is buried somewhere mm-hmm. on that track. We want to build a children's interpretive museum, put it on that track, put a couple of wine bars in there, a brewery, some shops, anchored by the old train depot restaurant. It's going to be beautiful. Uh-huh. In the middle is going to be a big fountain with paths and greenery and canopy space. Just think about a second town square. It's going to make Somerville really so dynamic, but not lose its appeal. Yeah, And all those buildings, the Lord willing, will have the same kind of look as the Timrod Library. You'll still feel, wow, it's new, but it's mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So those are things we're going to do to make this town beautiful, accessible. And yes, to do that, we have to work together. And I really believe that one of my gifts, and Lord, I'm not bragging, I'm just saying one of my gifts is t- to build teamwork, to work with others, um, to understand that we make things happen. Uh, Therefore, I have great connections with um, Dream, Downtown Dream, uh, with the Chamber of Commerce, great friends on county council, 
And then with new people coming into town council, by the way, and mm -hmm. a new administration, I really believe the best days are so much in front of us. It's exciting. It is exciting. I yeah. look forward. Um, this I want is, you to be excited. Well, it is. Oh. It is exciting. I mean, I live here. I'm raising my family here. Yes. I do business here. Yes. This this office that I helped open is here, and it's all here with a purpose and right. an intent. Very intentional. Um, I go. I travel all over like you do every yeah. day, right? Yep. But this is my home base. This Amen. is where my love and passion is, is right here in the heart of, mm -hmm. of town. So um, what do you envision town of Somerville looking like in 25 years? When your grandkids are sitting here doing business and operations, what do you want this town to look like? I want them to wake up every day and say, wow, we live in heaven, a place of paradise, a sliver of heaven in paradise. And you know, what makes it happen is commitment, passion, and drive, and the desire to leave a legacy behind us that honors them, but us as well. Mm -hmm. And let me just say this, once something is lost, it's gone. And that's why I'm so passionate about this 500 North Main Street, about preserving that facade over there of the old hospital. That has so much history. Town, the town of Somerville drips with history, culturally-wise, um, from the black community, uh, from the Native American community, uh, from the old brick kilns we had here. The old, I mean, you, once that's gone, you can never get it back. So I want to preserve that kind of history and feel so everybody would think that they've got the most beautiful small town in the state, and it will look something like it is today. Yeah, that's it, right. Yeah. Speaking of preserving... Uh, some history. I was at your home uh, the yes. other day, and and I was standing there. And I said, "What is that building?" And you have a little piece of history right in your backyard. Tell me about that. <laughs> when we bought the property twenty three years ago, I didn't know it was there. It was so grown over. It was so overgrown over. But what we found out, it is an old servants' quarter. Yeah. That was part of the old Waring plantation that was a gift by King George back in the late 1700s. Now, they have dated this, and who is they? The Preservation Society from the state has come down, and they have dated this to 1837. And it's a two-story servant's cabin. And so we're in, it's just amazing that something is still standing. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's a lot of interest in that. In fact, I met with Dr. Ed West just last week, and he's bringing another archaeological dig team coming in there just to find out more about the history of Somerville. But that, there's a story that we don't have enough time to talk about, but that is part of who we were, mm -hmm. but it was part of a loving family who embraced all that were there. Yeah. It was, it's really yeah. cool. Well, we cannot erase history. We learn from it, right? Amen. And, um, and part of that is preserving yes. and keeping intact that, those memories. And so I just... I think the the overgrowth helped preserve it to the point that <laughs> that it is today. But I look forward to it. Don't I think, talk bad about my housekeeping and yard work now, Ronnie. <laughs> no. but, but let me say this about um, history. History has a, is a wonderful vehicle to unite people, not divide. Now, people try to twist it mm -hmm. to say it's some kind of bad thing. But how we got here, why we're here, why we think, what are the factors that influence that, that's all beautiful stuff. And it's our DNA, who we are. And it helps us in, our all, in all of our life's journey become better people and better citizens to know where we came from. So I love history, and I want Somerville to always embrace its proud history. The history of this town is what it is. Yep. There's been a lot of good that happened in this town. Yes. It really has. Um, there's a huge responsibility 
on not just the mayor because it, it, it it's the whole town council, it's the whole uh, county council, it's the, the cooperation of of all of those right. parties integrated to make this it, it, every year, every year, every person that's elected official in this town has a responsibility to serve this community and help it grow. And um, so I'm putting the pressure on you, Dickie. Well, let me, <laughs> well, let me say something. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, let me say this also about um, collaboration, is that because of the profession that you and I are in, I've had the privilege to um, sell real estate in all the Tri-County area. And so I've met a lot of the stakeholders, not just landowners, but people who work in the communities, um, the legislatures, Right. Um, the mayors, all these kind of people. And so I've already got a great working relationship. To, and they know that Somerville has to have a main seat at that table because we are a major stakeholder in the growth yep. of the Tri-County area. And um, so I'm excited about that. Pressure? Well. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the, it's the collaboration. It really it's is. It's building the relationships. Yes. It's having the vision. It's yes. sticking to the platform, Amen. not just saying that I'm – this is what I want to happen. It's making a difference. And I look forward to, if in fact you are elected, I look forward to seeing what you do with the visions that you've had, the people that are standing behind you, like the individual I spoke with this morning, and just getting things done in this town. Well, I really appreciate that. Uh, And the Lord willing and his favor shines upon me, that will happen. In the meantime, though, we run uh, an excellent campaign because those that run it against me are fantastic people have the highest respect for everybody anybody wants to serve the town in any capacity i have the highest respect for because their love for the town is is great as well yes but together we're going to do great things so i'm looking forward to that dickie if people want to find out more about you and your platforms how can they do that very easy all they have to go is www.milerformayor.com it'll tell you all about it good please do Dickie, thanks for joining me this morning. I appreciate you. Well, Ronnie, thank you for having me. Great seeing you. You bet. For those watching on YouTube, make sure to click the bell so you can be notified when more podcasts drop. See you next time.